Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. be called wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father I'm so thankful for that hallelujah Jesus we worship you God we thank you for what you did God for what you did for us God I thank you Jesus the reason for the season truly is Jesus Christ you can be seated I got uh, I got something I want to do before I jump into uh, before I jump into the message tonight I thought it would be fun if um, if we uh, read a book and so how many kids in here would like to hear a hear a story all right good if you're a kid and you want to hear a story why don't you come and like, if you want to you can sit all up here in the front if you want to go ahead and sit on the floor come on Millie or Aubrey, come on. Come on up here and sit. We're gonna have oh yes, this I like this. We got some, we even got some young guys up here. Come on, David. <laughs> All right, so how many of you let me move this so I can see Aubrey? How many of you know what Christmas is about? Go ahead. Jesus Christ, okay. How many of you probably have some Christmas presents at home? Yeah, me too. You know what? For some reason, though, and all the parents will probably thank me this. The, se- the reason for this season is not all the fun gifts that we get, right? Like, I'm sure someone's got a Nerf gun. I'm sure someone's got a, you know, whatever you were wanting for Christmas. I don't know what's cool anymore because I'm so old. Um, <laughs> um, but... Uh, you all have something that you want, right? Well, way back, a long time ago, it was Mary and Joseph, right? They were getting ready to have a baby, right? Which would be named Emmanuel, meaning God with us, right? And so I got this book here, and maybe it's a little kitty, but I think it's kind of cool because when you think about it, the creator of heaven and earth comes to walk among us, right? And so here we have this book. It's called Who's Coming to Our House? And uh, we found this book, and I was like, this would be so much fun to read to the kids and all the adults, because you get to hear it too. Um, but I thought this would be really cool because it's, I don't know, like it gives the perspective of the animals. And I don't know, how many of you, how many of you have a dog? Does anyone have a dog? Perfect. Okay. Yeah. A lot of dog and my cat jacket. I hope you all like my cat jacket. Like Merry Christmas. I've got cats on my jacket. It's really hot. This is, I think is the first time I've preached in a suit jacket here at our church. (laughs) So let's go ahead and start this book. So I'm going to try and read upside down. All right. Who is coming to our house? Someone. Someone says mouse. Oh, the mouse knows someone is coming. All right. 
Make room, says pig. I will butt aside the rig. There's a, a goat butting aside the tire. I think they wanted it to rhyme, you know? Don't you think, Aubrey? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. We must clean, says lamb. I almost said Rochelle there because uh, that's what my wife says all the time. We must clean, says Rochelle. <laughs> Dust the beam, says ram. I could have said grandma there. <laughs> Who is coming to our house? Someone, someone, says mouse. The animals don't know what's going on, but the mouse seems to know what is happening. Sweep the earth, says chick. Stack the hay, says goose, and quick. Spin new webs, says spider. Why do they have to put a spider in here? That is not an animal. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, it's a bug. <laughs> and thank you, it's creepy, thank you. They're so creepy. All right. I will line the crib with, I don't know what that word is, eider. Oh, it looks like the duck is uh, dropping its down feathers on it. So there must be a, a special word for that that rhymes with this book. So if you know what that word is, you can Google it. It's spelled E-I-D-E-R. Okay. Who is coming to our house? Someone, someone, says mouse. Someone coming from afar, I will nose the door ajar. But it is dark, says cat. Cat jacket. <laughs> they will never come, says rat. Whoop. Yes, they'll come, says mouse. Someone's coming to this house. How many of you have ever been excited that someone was coming to your house before? A friend, a family member. I was excited today because my mom is coming from New Mexico and my sister and my brother. They were coming from New Mexico, so I was excited to see them. I didn't expect them to be here tonight. I, I didn't expect them until like 3 o'clock in the morning because knowing my family, they are slow when it comes to driving. Like for some reason, me and Rochelle, we jump in the car and we drive and we're like. And they like take their time. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I will lay an egg, says hen. I will spread my tail for them. That was the peacock. All right. Who is this? Who is coming to our house? Mary and Joseph, whispers mouse. I think it's kind of a cool perspective of the animals and how they came in and, and did all. I don't know. Like, I think it's kind of cool like to think because my dog... When a new person comes in, is not comfortable. Barking. Yeah, barking all the time, yes. And, and they're distracted and they're like, they're uncomfortable because it's not normal. It's not how it's supposed to be. And sometimes that can be like our lives. And uh, here we see all these animals gathering around. And sure, maybe this isn't exactly how it happened. Maybe it wasn't as pretty as this. Um, but it's still kind of cool to think about. And it says, welcome, welcome to our house. And you see little baby Jesus and the cows and everyone standing around them looking. I think it's kind of cool. And so for tonight, I've got a message about Christmas 
<laughs> it's okay. I've got a message about Christmas. And if you want to stay sitting there, you certainly can. Or you can go back to your seats because I know the seats are way more comfortable than the floor. <laughs> so on Sunday, on Sunday, oh, you know what? Before I go any further, there was an announcement I forgot. And I, this is like super early for this announcement. But I want you to be able to have it on your calendars. Um, we are going to have our first youth night. Yeah. I'm excited about that because like reflecting over like this past year and like coming here tonight, like our first service, not including me and my wife, there was two people and Sarah, you're one of them. And, uh, I will, I'll never forget being so scared and like, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Like, what does God really want us to hear? We began to question those things. And I talked on Sunday about the silence that happened before Jesus came and uh, that 400 years of silence. And, and as I reflected, it felt like God was silent at that time for me. Like, why are we here? But like now that I've made it here, I'm like, oh, his voice was loud and clear. I was where I was supposed to be. And I look here at this and over this past year, so much has taken place in my life in so many of your all's lives. And I'm so excited. January 22nd, we're going to have our first youth service. And not youth service, but uh, we're going to have, we're gonna have uh, Nerf Wars here at the church. It's going to be really fun. So adults, you are certainly welcome. If you want to come, you can certainly come. We'll probably have some pizza and stuff. Um, and so that'll be on a Friday night. Right? It's Friday, Ashley? Friday night? Okay, yeah. It's a Friday night, January 22nd. Going to be a good time. Um, we're going to... Probably 11 and up can come or whatever, but if, if parents want to come and bring your kids, you certainly can do that. It's going to be a good time. we got the upstairs, downstairs, and we got the two staircases. I feel like this is a good setup for Nerf Wars. Um, <laughs> it's going to be fun, huh? Oh, time? Uh, since it's so early, uh, we'll probably do like seven. Yeah, probably. So, but I, I would assume uh, I'll be more forthcoming on the time. We're still working out all the details. <laughs> still, but we got that much details worked out. And then also, come February, because we got some young guys and girls in our church, we're going to start a youth class in February. So it'll just be adults in here. And then the youth can go to youth class, and we'll have Sunday school and youth class. Pretty exciting, right? Yeah. We're going to make it happen. I am excited about what God's doing. This last Sunday, we hit the 30. And so, I don't know. Like, I look over this last year, and I'm just like, I cannot believe where we are on Christmas Eve. It's exciting. I rejoice. And so, last Sunday, we talked about the 400 years of silence before the Messiah came. And we, we read in Isaiah uh, 40, verses 3 through 5, it says, um, it was written about John the Baptist, and it was nearly 700 to 750 years before. And so in verse 3, it says, A voice of one crying out, Prepare the way of the Lord in the wilderness. Make straight highway for our God in the desert. Every valley will be lifted up, and every mountain and hill will be leveled. The uneven ground will become smooth, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will appear, and all humanity together will see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So if you read in Luke, you'll find that John had about six to seven months head start on Jesus. Um, and so that means that he had to get going fast. Things had to move. He had a mission to accomplish. 
And then John the Baptist, he comes from the Levitical priest line. And when I, re I didn't realize that, like, all these years that I've been in church, I didn't realize that John the Baptist carried on just as God had wanted from the, uh, from the Old Testament and carrying the message about the Messiah. I just thought that was really cool. Um, so, right now, we're going to jump into talking about the promise coming. So we see throughout the writings of the Old Testament the descriptive prophecy of how the Messiah would come. It's not unlike today um, in that people began, begin to get swept away with what's going on in our world. So many times we get caught away with what's going on and, 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 and everything that's happening. It's so quick to be distracted and to have our, 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 our attention taken away from from God and, and put on the things that are happening right here and right now. And so that was the same in that case when Jesus came. They had become distracted. We saw the rise of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And one of them adhered to the law. But they, 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 they produced uh, their law. And they viewed it as almost more powerful than the law that God had given. And then you have the Sadducees who were looking up to the Greeks and trying to be these... Uh, uh, upper echelon of, of society, and they had got caught into their own desires. And we've got to make sure that our desires are for relationship with him. It became more about doing what I want and not about the relationship we have to have. And so we see, I think it's really cool, like when, I mean, I don't think it's cool, but you see when Jesus comes, he walks the earth, so many people rejected him, like, all these years, these hundreds of years, that uh, uh, hearing about the Messiah that would come, and they miss it. Because it was no longer about relationship, and it was just about putting another mark on the calendar, putting another day in, the, in what you were doing, trying to do what you wanted to do. And yeah, the Messiah is coming. And then when the Messiah came, they had, not, they had stopped listening for that voice. And started to more so listen to the voice of man. And so let's look at several prophecies of the Old Testament. Um, and, and, and kind of bring this into the New Testament. So the first thing that we see in the scriptures that I have. Is the method at which the Messiah will come. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. See, the virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel. So the first thing that we see is the, me the method that a virgin will become pregnant. And then they're going to name him Emmanuel. So let's talk about the name. In Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, it says, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. That was, this is talking about Jesus coming. And so I, I think this is really cool. So we, we've got the, the method of how it'll happen. We've, we've got the name of, of who it's going to be. And now we have the place in Micah 5.2. It's Bethlehem. You are small among the clans of Judah. One will come from you to be ruler over Israel. For me, his origin is from antiquity from ancient times. So tonight, when I was picking the songs for what it would be, I really wanted it to be a focus about Jesus. 
for the past, I don't know, 25 weeks or so, we've been talking about Jesus. And I don't know, the more and more that I talk about Jesus, the more I want to talk about Jesus. Because it's about relationship. And the more that I have relationship with him, the more that I have a desire to see him move in my life in, in this city, the more that I follow after that, the more change that I begin to see. So we, we see all these scriptures that are, that, that are written in Isaiah um, 7 and Isaiah 9 and then in, in Micah. And what's interesting is when you come to the New Testament in Matthew chapter 1, I am going to read the story that everyone wants to hear. <laughs> but I wanted to give you some background because, I, yeah, it's, it's the, the story of Jesus is cool. But when you look at the 700, 750 years span of time, this is what's so cool. Let's talk about the method. In Matthew 1, 18 through 20, it says the birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother, Mary, had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid. Take Mary as your wife because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. So we see the method and it matches up to the method that was given in Isaiah chapter seven. I think that's pretty cool that the first thing that we see in the New Testament, the very first book in there, the very first few scriptures you come down right after you read the genealogy of Jesus, then you find this reference to Isaiah seven fourteen. All right. The next thing, we have the name. Matthew 1, 21 through 23. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. In verse 23, see the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. God is with us. I love this. It's, it's so cool. Like, so we see this take place. The, we see the method. We see the name. And now let's look at the place. In Matthew 1, and we'll also go into chapter 2, uh, Matthew 1, 24 through 35 says, When Joseph woke up, he did as the, the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have relationships with her until she gave birth to a son. And he named him Jesus. Matthew 2, 1 through 12 says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. Look at that, the place. I mean, we all knew that, but still really cool. Um, Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. 
So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet. And verse 6 says, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people. This is referencing Micah 5.2. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child when you find him. Report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way and there it was, the star they had seen as it's, at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. So on Sunday, we're going to talk about what happened after that. What I find interesting is the nature of God's word. We see here in the New Testament the unfolding of the prophecy, not only just as it was said, but in the order that it was prophesied. Like the details that, that God takes to fulfill the promises is pretty amazing. Like when you look at the Bible, it, it, it can't just be just by chance that all of this comes together. It just, it can't be, it, it just can't be. Like when you look at this, like I, I have, you, yes, you have to have faith. But when I look at this, I see that God is so good that he loves so much. And so this amazing detail God did to fulfill the promise, I know that his word is not going to return void. That what he said in the Old Testament, what he said in the New Testament still stands for me today. And so I'm so thankful for what it is. There is a purpose for everything in God's word. Everything that you find in here, you will find purpose. You will find, you will find life when you read and you study the Bible. It will speak life to you. The Bible speaks of a desire for relationship, a need for us to worship him. We sang about angels we have heard on high. Uh, come let us adore him. Uh, the everlasting. I, I, I hear these songs and I just think about how beautiful they are that we worship the king of kings and lord of lords. And I'm so thankful for the nature of God's word that we see so much detail in it. So God has made a way that we might be saved. When we look on Sunday at what's, what happened after Jesus' birth, you'll see how God again makes a way. Jesus was the perfect one that was born during a crazy time, much like today. Political unrest. We've got some crazy virus stuff going around. We've got a pandemic. Um, all of this stuff happening and I have to know where my hope rests. You know, some, some place their hope in their vehicle. Boy, vehicles. Lord, 
let me tell you something. This week happened to be yesterday. Um, we were trying to get my sister's car to start. For some reason, it just won't spark. And uh, I can't get it started. And then I... I should have never even told you this story. Fine, go ahead and finish it for me, Jennifer. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Maybe I should have told that story again. <laughs> Seriously, though, I did think about that on the way to church tonight. I was like, oh, man, I wonder if your car has gas in it, Ashley. So, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I was so embarrassed when I opened that. I just, I didn't even say anything. I just left the house and went and bought gas and, like, I am so embarrassed that I didn't put gas in my snowblower. Like, <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we we were working on the car yesterday, trying to get it, trying to get it working. I could not, I couldn't get it. And so I got in the car, and I'm just, I'm, I'm like, this is it. I'm finally, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try and get this to work. I prayed. I was like, God, please, just, I know this is gonna end up in the shop. We place our hope in cars, right? Like sometimes, like I got to get to work, right? So I put my hope that my car is going to get me there. I place my hope in my job because my job gives me my finances. I place my hope in relationship because that gives me joy or, you know, I place my hope in this or that. There's so many things that we try and place our hope in and it never satisfies. It, it never gives us what we actually need. And many times, if your hope is found in your car, you will be like me, disappointed when it doesn't start. Well, Ashley's car, it'll be, you'll be disappointed that she has to drive your vehicle and then leave it empty of gas. She did Venmo, Rochelle, money for gas, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. So you have to know where your hope rests. Take an evaluation of your life. And look, where does your hope rest? I know that my hope rests in the one who hung the stars in space. When we, when we, when we, when we looked at the, 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 the star in the sky the other night, 800 years since that's been visible. It's the same, it, it, it is, a, I'm not saying it is the same star, but it, is, it was also present about the time that Jesus would have been born, which is really cool. So like you look at all these different things and you see the 400 years of silence. Like, and here we have like, like an equal amount of time. We have 1600 years. It's, uh, it's 800, 800. I forget, I had it figured out. So we have all these years from Jesus till now. And, and, and the star about that time, like that is, it's kind of cool. So you have these groups of 400 and it's like around that, I don't know, like maybe 21 is the year. I'm not going to say it, but like, hey, you know, everyone else, is, I'm okay. If, if God comes back in, 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 in 21, <laughs> praise God, I'm ready. <laughs> My hope rests in the one who hung the planets in the space. I, it doesn't matter if it was, if what the wise men saw was that star or if it was something else, it was probably something else. If it rested above the, the stable where they were at, it was probably a little bit different than what we saw the other night. I, I would think that, that God had his hand in it. So my hope rests in the one who formed the earth. My hope rests in the one that, that says, I am the first, the last, the alpha, and the omega. My hope rests in Jesus Christ because I know that Jesus Christ is the answer for my life. Because I got a messed up life. 
Like I, I've done some really dumb things in life and I am thankful that God would bring me here today, that God would love me. And I know that there are some other messed up people in the house that, and, and, and that you're, that, that you need Jesus. <laughs> you're here tonight because you're like, I need you, Jesus. It's Christmas Eve. Like you're not spending time right now, opening presents. You chose to be in the presence of God. Like too many times we get caught up with the presence of God, the presence, like we want the gifts. We talk about the gifts. Oh, I love the gifts of the spirit. You know, like I, I love all that stuff. But what about being okay with the presence of God, being in his presence, not talking about the gifts. We've got to be okay with the presence, being in his, that's what the holiest of holies was, the tearing of that veil that made it available to us. So the focus of tonight was to draw you to the name because it's the name that has power. It's the name that we have to call on. As we end this night, we're going to sing one more song. Um, and it's the same one we sing, Oh, come all you faithful, his name. Um, but before that, I want to leave a passage of scripture for you to bring hope for you in this, in this time. You find that throughout the Bible, we can find hope written on every page. Ashley and Michelle, you can come up here. Millie. <laughs> Revelations 22, 6 through 17 says, And he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirit of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must, take, what soon, take, what must soon take place. And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the word of the prophecy of this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. And I think this verse, this next verse is really important. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the word of this book, worship God. I think that's important. We don't worship angels. We don't worship the angel Gabriel. It's about Jesus. In verse 10, it says, and he said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book for the time is near. Let the evildoer still do evil and the filthy still be filthy. And the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me. Lost my spot. Hold on. With me to repay each one for what he has done. Verse 13, I am the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and, and, and they may enter this uh, city by the gates. This, this scripture here is talking about cleansing ourselves. That's, uh, that's what it talks about in Acts and in baptism and things like that. Making sure that we are ready, that we've cleansed ourselves, being ready for the bridegroom and being ready as the bridegroom of Christ. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and the murderers and idolatries and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify 
to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star, the spirit and the bride say, come and let the one who hears say, come and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires to take the water of life without price. We've got to come. One day the end will come. One day there will be a day that the church is called away. And I want to be ready for that day. And, and as we sing this song, I, I think it, this scripture calls the church for us to listen to what God is trying to do, to never forget his voice, to never allow ourselves to be caught up with our own earthly desires, but to keep it in our minds that it's got to be about my relationship with him. I've got to be in his presence every day of my life. I can't get satisfied when we look at the Old Testament and we see the high priest. They were comfortable with where they are and we can't get comfortable with this. We can't be just okay with just a Sunday morning service here and there, we have got to desire the presence of God in our life every single day. Don't allow it to become common. Don't allow the cares of life to distract you from what matters. And what matters is your relationship with Jesus. So let's sing this song one last time before we, before we go away, our ways. Jesus, God, I pray you would move in here tonight, God. That you would touch us, God. Hallelujah.
touch you each and every day the rest of this year going into next year we're gonna turn the lights on and uh, we got coffee and some cookies and some uh, cookies and cupcakes and Rice Krispie treats and stuff and uh, they'll be back there in that room we'd love you to have as much as you want because whatever you don't have I have to take home so eat and then also your candles you can put them back in the basket um, since they're not, since they're, since they're battery operated candles, I'll use them next year. <laughs> Have a great night. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. It was so nice to see you all. Woo. Yeah. Woo, let's get this off. I'm hot. Christmasy music. You turn. Huh? You turn. I'm gonna turn this stuff off.